What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ray. And uh, we've got a good one for you guys. We've got a B.O. Dub show. Uh, we're going to be diving into Friday Volume 2. And uh, on these B.O. Dub shows, why don't you tell everybody what we'd like to do on a B.O. Dub show? We'd like to just start it out by shooting the old breeze, buddy. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, dude, I had a kind of a busy week so far, man. It's um Two days in? Two days in, middle of spring break. We're kind of rolling early here with this yeah. one because we're all going on vacations, and um, we're just shooting at the hip from this uh, for this episode. <laughs> we're just shooting it from the hip. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh man, dude! Luckily, I was sick over the weekend, so I did get a lot of reading in. But normally, I'm a little nasally. I will say I'm nasally, so my my apologies. Normally, I like to read the B.O.W. at least twice, but uh, hopefully once will be enough. And uh, yeah, man. Well, listen, I love this book. Um, yeah, before we jump in, though, man, how, how has the last couple of days been? How was the weekend besides being sick? <sighs> Did you do anything except lay down on the couch? Because I know you don't know how to sit. LAUGHTER <laughs> Uh, no, dude, I literally laid on the couch or was laying in bed reading. Uh, it was raining too, I think over the weekend. So we just kind of took it easy. I mean, we all were sick, so it was just kind of a couple days to yeah recoup. I mean, I think it was the most chill weekend I've had in years. I I need one of them. Yeah, I I need one of them. So in that regard, it was kind of nice. I mean, I got, I got in a lot of reading. I got to finish, um, the last of us. And mm, uh, very nice, yeah. dude. I got something funny to tell you. So, this happened yesterday morning. I went to work and I'm just grinding. I get a text from my wife, she's like, and it's a picture of a uh, baking, a bread baking cookbook. Mm-hmm. And she's like, No joke, I just got home and this baking bread baking book is sitting on the front porch (laughs) and i started dying i was like no i was like who put it there and she's like i have no idea and so we have like you know like a little security system like cameras and stuff outside or whatever and i was like try to look to see who it was like it's got to be someone that listens to the lair and someone obviously i know that knows where i live and i'm just going through my mind i was like it only can be a handful of people i think i know who it is but this is awesome and um, we couldn't see anything on the cameras. Like the ninja skilled, like placed it where he I snuck guess, in, snuck out. <laughs> yeah, snuck in, snuck out. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so it ended up being one of my buddies who listens. He's not a huge comic book fan. He's actually tried, like, he's asked me to borrow like a trade, and he's right tried on. to get into it, uh, which was super cool. But um, yeah, he left me this book. So I mean, I have. No excuses anymore. I can't fail. Yeah, there's no more excuses. There's no more (laughs) messing around. I got a legit book that's going to run me step by step. (laughs) And um, I think the the person who wrote the book, he he told me also has like a bunch of YouTube videos out there. So I'm in it to win it. I better come up with something good now, dude. I I better, I owe him at least a loaf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. So, um, but no, that was pretty, pretty cool. So I was super stoked on that. So that was a highlight of the week. Right um, on, you know, it's funny that your story about the bread it had me thinking, what if the dude who drove by last episode with his big old muffler was somebody who listened to our show and was like, oh, you got a problem? I'm going to drive by while you're recording. They're mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, let me ask you this. Cause this week, um, uh, at work, I probably read like I don't usually keep up with news or read news articles. You know, I'm just kind of like whatever about the news. But I seen some of the craziest stuff in the news this week, and I I just want to chat with you about them because I got a lot of questions. Let her rip. A lot of questions. Um, so two things. <clears throat> this is we're gonna go back to the sports layer here a little bit because I guess this is considered a sport, and I think we might have talked about this a little bit on a previous episode, maybe. But um. Are you in like UFC at all? Have you ever been just uh, socially? I mean, I never really been into it, but I I have like followed the like headlines of it and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, they're incredible athletes. I think it's super cool. Like all the different uh, martial arts. Like I dabbled in martial arts back in the day when I was Jiu-jitsu. in jujitsu, judo, judo. That's what it was. <laughs> 
tossing people around. Um, and I actually enjoyed it, had fun, did pretty good. Um, and so, uh, but I'm not like, uh, huge, like UFC fan. Like I'll watch them every once in a while. Um, or if I get invited to one, whatever, but I seen this thing and I think you mentioned it to me before, but have you seen this like slap league? Oh my gosh. Where people are just slapping each other up. Get out of here. This belongs on ESP and the Ocho. It <laughs> <laughs> does. And like I started get like kind of diving down this rabbit hole, this slap league, and it's serious. Dude, I can't. They got stand. referees and they're just yeah. taking turns slapping each other. Oh, like there's just... gotta be no like how do you train for that? I don't know, but it got, it didn't get how do renewed. You even, how do you even join a league like that? Like, hey, I just want to slap you one. Well, I, is there any skill that is involved in this? Yeah, you got to be able to do like some real good Russian twists, like a real good out. slaps. <laughs> wow. But I seen these people getting laid out in one slap, and I was like, why would you want to do this? Like, at least uh, in UFC and these other sports, like you're defending yourself, you know, you're. But this one, you're just like, hey, let's go slap for slap. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it either, dude. But to be honest with you, I will say, I'm not here to make enemies or anybody bummed at me. Uh, I respect the athleticism and the training that the UFC guys do. It's really hard. It's really hard to watch people beat other people up, though. I can't. I can't. That part doesn't bother me because they're going in there to come. You know, they're still. They're both on the same level and. I mean, most of the time they're good sports. Obviously, some it gets out of hand sometimes, but um, that doesn't just, bother me. But so that it bothers to, me. Get back on this. I was going down this rabbit hole of just random sports, and then I seen like a pillow fighting league. Are you kidding me? I can get <laughs> oh, behind dude. that. I can get behind <laughs> and that. And these dudes were in a ring just swinging pillows at each other. I'm not even joking. I can get behind that. <laughs> And uh, I was like, dude, I invented this sport when I was like five. <laughs> I was always pillow fighting my bro. Me and my bro started this league. We didn't and even know. And now they're serious. They're in a ring. They had jerseys on. There's like a ref standing there. And they're just going to town, jacking each other up with pillows. Like, who gets into these sports, dude? Dude, I saw one that was juggling battles. Like, dude, you have what? to be juggling and like tossing things I seen dudes playing soccer with a bowling ball. Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> I'm not kidding. They were barefoot, dude, kicking a bowling ball around. <laughs> no, you're lying, dude. I swear, dude. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like a four-pounder? Dude, I don't know what kind of pounder it was, but they were kicking a bowling ball around. And I was like, where are they coming up with these sports? Oh my god. Anything is a sport. Have you seen the, the tag sport where they're they have like a little obstacle course and they're trying to play yeah. tag? And they got like I think it's like a two minute clock and they have to run away from the other dude without getting yeah. tagged. I was kind of into that one for a while. I won't lie. Get out of here. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I was into the tag, dude. It's like a mixture of like parkour and tag. I know. Did you see the one uh you know keep you uppy with the balloon? You know, bro, I play that in the living room all day with my kids. That's a league, bro. They no. have a keepy uppy league. And me you should and my, see these guys. Dude. We they would be, to- we would dominate that league, <laughs> me and my kids, bro. Dude, they have like, they set up this like crazy little scenario. Like it's a living room, but like there's a car parked in your living room. Too. Like all kinds of obstacles. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some of those guys are pretty good, dude. Diving all over the place. No regard for their body. Bro, this is probably the craziest one I've seen. And I'm telling you, I went down a rabbit hole of all these random sport leagues that are like serious leagues. I don't know if it gets any more random than kicking a bowling ball around. <laughs> oh, it does. So they were these mixed martial artists, but you, how the, it's a, like a fight, like they're fighting. I don't know if there's like punching allowed, but it's like grappling. And they are in like a little compact car. One's in the driver's seat. One's in the passenger seat. They're, they're wrestling in a car, and they're buckled in. And the 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 bell rings, and they start just going to town on each other, <laughs> grappling it up, trying to get each other out of the seat belts, jacking each other up. 
And I just don't understand how these things come into like, how do these come into people's mind and think like, dude, this will be rad. Let's sit in the car. <laughs> Let's sit in the car and buckle up and just beat each other up. God, were they in like a Fiat or something? I don't know, dude, but it was like a little mini coupe. <laughs> oh my gosh, and I'm white headed. How were they? I don't know how they get into these kind of sports, but it was very entertaining. I was dying laughing, and um, I just that wanted is to. Wild, bro. Like all these belong on the Ocho. Oh my gosh, man. So look them up when you get a chance. And um, I just want to see what you think of these uh, random sports. Well, now I really want to watch the uh, bowling ball soccer. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it was hilarious. The 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 ref like dropped the ball in the middle and these dudes started trying to kick it. And obviously they were stubbing toes. And my gosh, I can't imagine dude. being the goalie in that league. That is something else, man. Anyways, I did have this other article I seen at work, and me and uh, a coworker read it, and we watched a video on it, and it was a legit news article, and it made like mainstream news from Ohio. And I just have so many questions on this one. And um, if this is too graphic for the lair, we could delete this one. But this dude, and I, I don't know how this even. Again, this is one that I'm just baffled, and I have so many questions. This dude in Ohio, he has a bunch of property, I guess, and he has zebras on his property. In Ohio? Yeah. So for one, I want to know how you go about getting a zebra. Like, yeah, he's got a pet zebra. I don't know. He has a couple of them just rolling around his farm, right? And pretty much it's just a cool looking horse to me, uh -huh. right? When you see a zebra or a mule, <laughs> just looks like a cool looking painted up horse. Uh -huh. Well, apparently this zebra was angry and I didn't know these animals were this uh, aggressive and tough. But bit the dude's arm off. No. How does that even happen? How do you make a zebra so angry it bites your arm off? It made me so nervous because one of my kids is an equestrian and she's over here riding horses. Like that's pretty much a painted up horse. So now I'm talking now I'm talking to my daughter and being like, listen, don't ever make a horse mad. You'll get your arm bit right off. And it's making me nervous. <laughs> I didn't know they were like, I didn't know animals like that could be that aggressive. That is wild, dude. And my, my coworker and I were like, this can't be real. This has got to be some type of joke. This isn't real. Sure enough, we, we watched this news article from some town in Ohio and they were serious about this. There's some wild stuff out there this week that I found. I don't know. This is why I stay away from news and, and <laughs> no kidding. I need to stay away. Yeah, dude. I do my best to steer clear. But those so, are, I, I, in far, as far as uh, news, at least these were somewhat entertaining. Very entertaining. But I, man, I, I now I know why I, I don't dive into the news or down any rabbit holes. Because, I mean, we do get cool stories like this and we get to laugh a lot. But, man, it's weird. That poor dude with, his, with a missing arm ain't laughing. <laughs> He sure ain't. And I, I don't, I just don't know how that even happens. I'd love to ask him, what'd you do to make yeah, the zebra listen, mad? What did you do to get to that point, man? And how did you even get a zebra? Yeah, let's start there. How'd you get the zebra? You know what's wild is not just how to get it. How did it even get into America? Like undetected. Just how do you smuggle a zebra in? I, I didn't know there was like a black market for zebras. Huh? You don't know. Some people just want their arms bitten off. Kind of like, what was that lion show that was real popular during like COVID lockdown? Tiger King? Tiger King. Yeah, that was that wild was? too. That's what it reminded me of. Tiger King, yeah. but with a wild zebra. That's nuts, dude. Anyways, what do you think we should uh, get into book two of Friday? What do you think? On a cold winter's night. You know, before we open this up and, and get into it, for those of you listening, if you haven't, um, you know, if you've been following along with us and we went through Friday uh, Volume 1 and you haven't read Volume 2 yet, um, I will say turn it off now, um, especially if you're not a big, uh, you know, don't want any spoilers because we're going to just spoil it all. 
And uh, you don't want to spoil this one because this book. No, that's was very true. Very, very good. I love this one. So I will say that to, before we get going. Pause it, turn it off, go read it, come back, chat with us, let us know what you think. But um, let's get into it, my man. What What'd you think? Um, first, let's get down to some of our, you know, post volume one thoughts yeah, of yeah. what what we kind of thought where it was going. And this one was hard to tell. We didn't know really where it was going, but we did. May, our main question is what's going on with uh, Lance, Lancelot? I'll tell you what. First two pages in, my heart took a big old dive. Yeah, you find out real <laughs> quick that Lancelot, uh, what's his last name? Lancelot Jones. Jones, yeah. He's definitely dead. He's gone. He, he was burnt and dead. He ain't coming back, which was a huge surprise to me. I thought he was not, I didn't think he was going to be dead. Me neither. I thought he was, you know, maybe hurt and he was going to be like maybe in a hospital and she was going to start having to solve this yeah, crime yeah, and he was yeah. still going to be alive. But nope. So that was I was kind of bummed. I was super bummed, dude. I think I texted you when I read the first two pages like, no, bro. Yeah, yeah. And um, I will say, though, even though he's um, dead, he's still like, very much involved, very in the story. present in the story, which I thought was really well done. I thought Brubaker did a great job still having his presence um, throughout this yeah, whole volume. For sure. The other question I had was um, I made a statement last episode that I hope the supernatural doesn't take over. Do you think it took over? Definitely took over. It didn't bother me that much, though. But that's what I was going to say. It was yeah. done in such a way yeah. that it still felt very kind of appropriate for the story. It didn't feel... Yeah, too... and it, it didn't like take over until towards the end, though. Yeah. But, but I mean, and, like a magical watch, a weird... Right, right. The detective lady who all of a sudden is a zombie right. chick. And and so in, in, in volume one, like we just... It's them on this like hunt, right? And they're trying to figure out this mystery. And we see like and hear like past stories where they're doing all this like supernatural, like crazy, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, mysteries that there are and, and trying to solve all these crazy cases and stuff like that. But it's not very present in volume one, at least not that much. Maybe a, a, a hair, yeah. right? And this one, definitely, there's a lot more of it. And I loved it. It gives you that like... Nancy Drew, Hardy Boy, like Indiana Jones kind of stuff. Like I thought it was rad. I liked this volume even better than I liked volume. So did one. I. So uh, I did. And that's saying time. something because I yeah. liked volume one a ton. Yeah. I, I I would definitely agree with you. This volume I, I liked a lot more. Yeah. I thought that the uh you know, so she finds out Lance is is gone and she's she's riding the blues. She is taking it very hard because, you know, she was like throughout volume one was like, am I in love with him? Am I not? I got to talk to him about it. So I think their relationship was more than just friends or they wanted it to be potentially. And so she is taking it rough. Yeah. She's uh, kind of locking herself in a room, smoking lots of ciggies. Yeah, just being um, down, not eating, nothing. Like the investigation is like kind of going on in the background. We're getting bits and pieces of it here and there from narration. And um, this new detective is there, like asking her questions, trying to get it figured out. The the normal sheriff of the town, like he can't do anything because he's hamstrung n- by the f- like the feds coming in and handling yeah, it. Yeah, it's almost like a new detective from a bigger town is coming in to this small yeah. podunk town and like trying to take it over since it's such a big. Yeah. Big deal of this guy getting killed. What'd you think of um the sheriff in this volume? Because you get more he, of him. Yeah, he um I'll say this. Um he kind of disappointed me, but yeah. to be honest, like what could he do? You Something. you know, as, as a sheriff of this small town, right? Everybody knows everybody in this small town, right? And so he kind of had the capability to do what he was doing, having these two younger high school slash college age kids like help him out with some of this stuff. But as soon as something big like this happened and like, I don't want to say real police officers and real detectives show up, but like people from bigger cities who don't usually, you know, aren't used to this kind of like relationships and this kind of stuff happening. Like 
he couldn't just be like, hey, these kids are my friends. They random people that just help me solve cases because I'm not capable of doing it myself. Yeah. You know? Well, he even he even <laughs> says he even says to her at one point, like that he's gonna take some of the blame for this for letting kids tag along with yeah. him all the time. And so part of me is like, man, like for one, maybe he's not capable. And, he, you know, Lancelot is such a wizard kid about solving all these cases. And Friday's like his cool sidekick. And, um, but then I felt bad for him too, you know, because I don't know. He was just a local town sheriff. Yeah. But to dive into some of the, the heart of this volume here, you know, so she decides to break out of her sort of funk and uh, get down to business of trying to figure out who she believes murdered Lance, right? Well, the main reason she does is because the case gets called an accident. Yeah, and she's livid. And she's like, no way, because, you know, at the end of volume one, she shows up to the fire. She sees um, somebody outside. She goes out to chase him. She gets hit in the head, and so there's other people there. But they don't find that. Um, They just said it's an accident. Lancelot was doing some type of science experiment and blew himself up. Blew himself up. Yeah. And she's like, you're telling me you think the smartest kid who's ever lived blew himself up? Yeah. So now she's on this hunt to 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 go out there and figure it out. So she's, you yeah. know, I think she's like looking for his journal. She's like, if, if mm-hmm. anything, his journal where he keeps all his cases, if I get well, that, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be able to help solve this. But the first, I think it's the first stop on her mission, dude. She goes to the hospital to see the dude who was carving in the tree from the first Oh, volume. Weasley or Weasel or something, yeah. Weasel, yeah. And bro, when she gets there, that dude's wiped. Yeah, He's like he has like no memory. Reset. Yeah, and it has to do with that that dagger, that magical dagger. And so this is yeah. that like supernatural that one that he stuff stole. Like, kicking yeah. in, yeah. And uh, so that wigs her out even more. So she goes back to the scene of the crime. To no luck. But while she's there kind of down and out, she realizes like, you know who else has been going through a rough time who I've been a jerk to and haven't yeah. seen and, yep. you know. So she goes and visits uh, Lancelot's dad. And I love this, Dude, this yeah. interaction. Lancelot's dad was great. I thought he was a cool character. And we've only seen him for what? A couple pages, couple maybe? A couple pages. But that's where everything kind of comes into focus because it turns out Lance kind of set Kind of, do you think he knew he was going to die? That's the the picture is kind of painted. Like he knew he was going to die, and so he set up this stuff. Like I, you know, she gets a Christmas gift from him of the journal she's looking for. He, I think he knew something was up. I don't know if he necessarily knew he was going to die, but I think he was so smart. He was setting it up to. He knew there was a possibility something could happen yeah, to him. Yeah. How deep he was diving into all these cases. Yeah. But well, what's super rad, dude, is so she gets the the Lancelot Jones casebook number 602 and uh, she's pouring through it. And there's like all these cases and they seem unconnected, just like some dude having an affair, some break in at a at a retail store and a couple others. And uh, what do you think about about her kind of trying to piece it all together? I love it. It was like this like mix of like a scavenger hunt slash detective stuff and she you know even though she says lance is you know lancelot's like the smartest person she you know alive like she's really really clever herself and is Mm -hmm. able to almost like get into the mind of how lancelot would think or how he would do things and so she starts unraveling this huge mystery that is way bigger than what we think it is. And I didn't see this coming at all. And it was fantastic. I think this mm-hmm. is what I love so much about it is as she starts going through all these cases, she's like, okay, this case, this case, they all seem meaningless. They don't seem connected, like you mentioned. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to retrace Lance's steps and see what I can figure out. Yeah. And as she starts going through this, it just like unravels this huge crazy ball of mystery mm-hmm. and it starts connecting all these cases together and it weaves them together in a way that you're just like no way dude this is yeah. so rad one of the things i actually really love too is that she's getting annoyed with lance for a while yeah yeah and what i liked about it is it was this moment of like 
connection with her because I was frustrated too. Like, bro, you can't just tell her. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of neat to see her struggle with the same thing the readers were struggling with as they're reading along, you know? Right, right. And uh, it was kind of cool to 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 feel that way. And it, all, it almost puts you in the character. Like you oh, feel... 100%. Because like, I felt the same way. But then as you sit back and think about it, you're like, well... If someone else found this, he couldn't just flat out yeah. say, you know, like it had to be done this way. Yeah. And so one of the first things she finds is this this note in a book in the library that says, find the girl in the tree or find the girl in the trees and find the truth. And you're just like, girl in the tree. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And uh, some sort of four leaf clover. Yeah, I think that's the first because she goes to there was I guess oh one of the cases was a missing boy. Yeah, there was some random missing boy. Um, they chalked it up to like he was lost and confused. So she goes to talk to this dude. He's some like college kid. Yeah, and he's acting strange. She's asking him these questions. She follows him, and this is when she uncovers this. Like, well, because she flashed the symbol that that weasel or weasel whatever was carving yeah, into yeah. the tree, and he. That he dude knew freaked. It. Yeah, he, he knew, knew it. what it was. Yeah, and she yeah, could she tell, could tell. Too. Yeah, yeah. Jinx, buy me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and so she goes and, and and tails him and follows him to this, uh, What's it? what kind of club is it called? It's just an A, I think. The Arcadian Club. Yeah, the Arcadian Club. And once she gets there, that's when it like kind of puts it all together. All these cases get uh, put together when she gets there because, dude, what does she find out when she rolls up to this place? The every single case that Lance was working on, it's all connected and it's one big case. Yeah, dude. There's the dude that had the husband that was, he technically wasn't having an affair, but his wife yeah. thought he was. Uh, so he's there. This kid's there that was supposedly lost. Yeah, the weasel's dad mm-hmm. is there, which he's like the main dude who runs this club, yeah. and then the one that I didn't expect at all to that be detective. there. Detective, that detective from that other town is there, bro. Yeah. And what she's were you holding thinking? the dagger. Yeah, I, I just at this point, like everything just flew open in this story, dude. Yeah, and uh, being able to see how cool it was to. One of the things that he says in the back that that I thought was really neat is that um, he says one of the reasons that I love mystery stories as a writer is because they are there are hidden storylines in a mystery that only the writer knows nefarious things going on elsewhere while the detective hero is doing something else. It's stressful and complica- complicated, and you have to track all the unseen parts of the story that no one else will ever see. But it's also a fun part of the process at the same time. It fires some part of the imagination that nothing else does. I suspect it's the same reason we love mystery so much as readers or viewers, too. That sense of uncovering a hidden narrative. And like right here is where you really feel like, oh my gosh, it's all been uncovered. And you know, you're with Friday kind of couched down on this stairwell and you feel Bro, like you're listening yeah, to, to him too. Yep, and your yep. mind is just blown. Just, and you can just feel it with her, you know, like, holy moly. Uh, this just got a whole lot more wild. Dude, it went, yeah, it went from, okay, she's trying to figure out, you know, Lance's death and what's going on and who's connected. And then all of a sudden it just blew up in, yep. into this like, craziness that I didn't see coming and it was so well done. Um, I loved it. It was great. But while she's there too, I think this is kind of the the biggest thing for, of the story that four leaf clover that was left in the note for her. It was like a drawing that Lancelot did. Yeah. And that book, she sees it there and she pushes this little, that little logo of it and it pops open this like door and inside's a watch. What'd you think? At first, I didn't know what it was. Like, at first, I'm yeah, like, okay, no, what does this no watch way. signify? Maybe it has to do with, like, I saw numbers on it, and I was like, okay, maybe it has to do with, like, um, maybe an address or a place or, or a time she knew. I, I don't know. I, I was kind of, like, still unsure what this watch was. I didn't yeah. know it had such capabilities. Yeah. What do you think? I I think everyone at this at this point in the story is in that same position that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I did like that she was talking about it as if it was magic even here, though, because it was like this weird light lit, uh, weightlessness to the watch. Yeah, and she felt something, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. 
But dude, while she's there, that the the boy who was lost is spilling the beans that she knows about the white lady, mentioned it by name, and you know, to this Acadian club. And uh, that detective decides she's going to go murder mom and aunt. Yeah, gonna they're gonna murder them and her, and because yeah. they don't need any more, you know, loose strings or whatever. And also, they're talking about there's something big that's going to happen yeah, that yeah. Th- this night or no, and I think in a day or two or something like that. Yeah. And they had um, something with the white lady. We don't know what it is mm-hmm. yet, but something big was going to happen, and they didn't need any more distractions, and they were going to take this family out so they can do whatever they were, whatever they had going on. Yeah. And so. You know, chapter six opens up on this like real. I love these these panels where the detective's in a car driving home and she's doing all this math to figure out the quickest route home. And uh, you know, she's. I just liked it. What'd you think of this? I loved all the scenarios that were going yeah. down because, like, okay, she's like, okay, if she goes down this street, she has to stop at these this many stop signs, and then there might be kids sledding. Yeah, there's gonna be kids sledding. But wait a second, maybe they could be called in for dinner if it's too late. Yeah. Then that's gonna, you know, cut off some time for her because she won't have to stop for them. So it was really well done. I liked how they did it. I liked it flipping back and forth between like her booking it through like neighborhoods and the cars rolling down this, you know, suburban little city blocks. I thought it was really cool. Me too. And, um, she doesn't get there before the detective, man. And I have to say at, at this pan, at these panels, when she finally gets into her house, the artwork and the coloring takes a drastic turn. Oh yeah. Big time. It like, Makes it more like dramatic almost. Yeah. And the detective turns into a creepy monster, bro. Dude, this is when the supernatural really kicks in because the mm-hmm. detective is like floating in the air. She's doing some diff speaking some different type of language and like almost has like all these tentacles that are wrapping up, you know, her mom. They're gonna she's gonna kill everybody. She's making it try to gonna make it look like an accident, like a fire, I think, is what she's gonna do. And um, I didn't expect that at all. No. But I liked it still. Yeah, me too. And so she's going to try to save her her, her moms. And uh, dude, this is... Remember when in, in volume one where Friday comes to save the day of uh, Lancelot when he's getting picked on by the hockey players? Uh-huh. And so she turns into that, like again, like this beast mode where she rolls in, grabs an axe, and uh-huh. just axe this lady, dude, in the chest and then right in the head, dude. And then just lights it on fire. And you're like, dude, sweet. Like, yeah. she did it. But that didn't take the... that It didn't take the sheriff out. She, like, gets up, pulls the axe out of her head, and they, like, are fighting throughout the house, dude. Mm-hmm. I love this scene. She is a crazy... Some type of crazy creature, dude. Yeah. And so she lights it on fire, jumps out, and winds up dead in the front yard. And that's not going to end up too well for old Friday. No, because the now the normal sheriff... Because it looks like sheriff, she murdered the detective. Yeah, yes, now the normal sheriff shows up and she's like, he's like, dude, I, you leave me no choice. Like, I have to arrest you. Like, somebody no. saw you standing at the window where this sheriff fell out on fire and is now dead in the yard. So obviously, she turns back into human form here, is laying dead in the front yard. She gets arrested, and you think it's the end of the line because, again, yep. talking about the, the town sheriff, his hands are tied. He can't really yeah, do yeah. anything. She's like trying to plead with him, like, "Hey, what are you going to do?" Mean, come you on, know, like, yeah. but no one's going to believe her. You know, yeah. e- even her her moms are like, they they were put in some kind of trance where they don't even know what really happened. Yeah, I know. But then, dude, when she's in the cell, the most wild turning point, which I. Not in a million years could have expected this. I no, guess. not at all. And what goes down, bro? What what did uh, old Lancelot leave her, dude? However, I don't know how he got his hands on it. What happened? But that little watch is like a time machine, yeah. and so she's like holding on to it, and it um it, something happened. She has this flash of light. Looks like she's falling through the sky, and all of a sudden she wakes up and she's in the jail cell again. Yeah. However, it's the jail cell's open. Open. Um her one boyfriend's dad is sitting there and he's like, Hey, um, Lancelot and the sheriff just went to pick you up. And she's like, what? So it like transported her back in time to the beginning of when volume one started. Yeah. 
And the crazy thing is we find out, remember as she was walking in volume one, mm-hmm. they were walking through the woods and she thought she'd seen someone else. Yeah. It was her, bro. I so know, she's going like, like, to she's, she's gonna have to like go retrace their footsteps in the shadows to try to figure out what the deal is with the white lady and this whole mm-hmm. mess with this Arcadian club and all these other people. Well, and the crazy thing is, is that in that book, the note that Lance left her was find the girl in the trees and find the truth. And then she realizes she doesn't She's need to the find gr- the girl yes. in the trees. She is the girl in the trees. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'll just say this, man. I loved volume two. I mean, volume one was great, but volume two was on a whole nother level for me. It was fantastic. Yeah. I thought the, I mean, the artwork like was even fantastic how it changed different, like in between different, like, scenes like that intense scene where all the coloring changed like you said i thought that was done perfect i thought the 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 mystery detective stuff was really well done i did not see it coming at all and um mm-hmm. i'm ready for volume three me too bro i'm ready can't wait well really quick dude in the afterward i already read you a little bit from it but i want to want to read this to you he says so act two closes and we find ourselves back at the beginning of the story you might want to read the story over again, looking for clues while you wait for the next chapter, because there's definitely a few hidden in there from way back in the beginning. No. So way. now I'm like, I got to read and even, study every yeah. panel. I didn't read that clues. part either. I did not read that. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. We're going on a family trip soon and I'm going to take them. And I'm going to go yeah, back dude. through Let me know look. if you find any clues. Like I started like trying to read all the like papers in the background because there's definitely a lot going on, dude. Did you, as you were, did you go through volume one and start looking around? I mean, I couldn't, I didn't have enough time because we're recording early this week, but I'm going to. Yeah. All right. Let's touch base on this next week and yeah. see if we can find anything in the, in volume one that kind of correlates i'm not necessarily can... a good clue hunter i'm gonna let you know up front but <laughs> i'll do my best put your detective hat on and uh yeah we can but there's do like it, all this sorts of stuff where there's like mm-hmm. you know, and i didn't take the time to read all that but like maybe i should go back and you know just I, see what's do you think he's uh, talking about volume one like he, there's hidden stuff in volume one or i think it's both i think it's in both hmm. i think both because he said reread it again all the way from the beginning. So I think he just means yeah. go back to volume one and reread because you'll find some clues. Wow. All right. I'm very intrigued now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and and look around. That's yeah. very cool. But so uh, either way, um and if that's the case, like if it's like that, like that's even on another level, I think. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool that they could do that. If we can find any, though, I I, I did do a quick Google search and no one no one said any saying anything. So hopefully right. we can find something. We will. We're on a hunt. But um, if if you had to give it a rating, like um, what are you gonna throw out there? I know it's incomplete. I mean, are, are we gonna do a rating or we're just gonna say we loved it? I'll just say I loved it and like I like. What's wrong with it? Like, there's not anything wrong with it. I can't. Yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. So, I mean, if I was going to give it a rating, I'd say I'd give it a five. Like, I'm not going to knock this for anything. It was rad. Yeah, I would. I would probably do the same thing. It was was great. Highly recommended. Yeah. Get out there and pick it up. up. And um, I can't wait for for the third volume. I can't wait to get back into this world again. We're going to we're going to see Lance again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he'll be so in volume, volume three. three. We're gonna have to have Lance is gonna have to be there. I wonder, you know, like I wonder if there's gonna be interaction between because now there's two oh, of her. Yeah, there's gonna be technically there's gonna be two of her. So is there gonna be interaction between both of them? Like, yeah. you know, is she? I wonder how that's gonna play out. It's gonna be fun, man. So yeah, it's. I can't I, wait. I, I'm I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to. See uh, see them uncover mo- more of this mystery, more of this Arcadian club, more of the white lady. And um, I love it. Me too, bro. So uh, what a good read, though. Um, I will tell you, even though I had a short week, I did get in uh, one other book. Um, and it is a comicsology exclusive. I think we talked about it like a week ago called Grammaton Punch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, 
Dude, I'll just tell you right now, it was super fun, man. It's like, I think it's geared towards YA, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I loved it. it. It was cool. The art was cool. Um, It's from Miles Gunter. And I think Brian Andan is the artist. And Lee Luridge is the colorist. Uh, Taylor Esposito does the letters. Right on. Um, and this one is exclusive on Comixology. I haven't read anything by um, Miles, but it was rad, dude. So it's about this kid, and he starts out, and he's narrating his story. His name's um, Van Wynn, and he was born on an eclipse. And so he's going through telling you, like, right, right in the beginning, you find out that, you know, babies born on the eclipse are born with, like, something extra and something special. And so his, like, special... I guess ability you can call it is he can see ghosts uh. and um, ghosts also notice him since they can see him. Right. And so ever since he was a kid, there's this lady that's a ghost that comes and like basically like sucks his energy from him. Like uh. she can touch him and it'll suck the energy off of him. So he was always sick all the time. He never had energy. His mom didn't know why he was sick all the time. Um, the doctors ended up like, uh, doing all these scans to try to figure out what's wrong with him. And they found this thing on the back of his eye that they didn't know what it was. And they're like, I, I don't know how to explain this, but that was his like ability to see these ghosts. Right. And uh, um, as he got older, he starts calling this, uh, um, what does he call his ghost? His ghost is weird looking. It's like one eye. I think he calls it the face eye lady or something like that. It's actually pretty funny because there's like some funny, like little humor bits in it. And he gets to a point where he's so frustrated, he finally like takes a swing at this ghost and he realizes he can punch him. Like he can, he, he can touch him and take him out. So he starts taking out this ghost and now he's able to like live his normal life. And it's just him and his mom. His mom's like a, a power lifter. And so he was like, you know, he starts <laughs> going, yeah, he starts going through these stages of life and he's like going, you know, this is when I was seven. This was when I was this age. I got to go to my mom, uh, with my mom to these events and he starts seeing all these other ghosts like draining and like feeding off the energy of all these humans. And so he starts like taking them out and everybody thinks he's just like fighting the wind because he's out there. No one else can see oh anything except gosh. him. So he's like, you know, like even at school, the teachers and everybody thinks he's just like play fighting by himself <laughs> when oh really he's like gosh. taking out these ghosts. And Dude, um, I got to read this. Yeah, it's really good. And so like towards the end, he's with his mom and I think he's like 11 now. And this ghost that he sees at this, um, I think he's at an arcade, like punches him back and like takes him out almost. And that's when he realizes, wow, not only can they drain my energy, but now they they can fight back. I didn't know that. And so he's like mad now. He's like, all right, I got to figure this out. So he's like going on this walk. He finds this house that looks like it's almost on fire and he's, you know, going to investigate and this dude comes up to him and he's like, Hey, I know what you are. And that kind of like ends volume one or issue one. Um, but it was cool, man. I I loved it a lot. I'm going to keep up with this one for sure. Um, I don't know how many issues it's going to be, but, uh, it was fun. The artwork was unique. I, I actually liked the artwork. Um, I think you would like it a lot actually. I think I would, dude. I'm going to get and into it, it. Almost blew me away because right before you find out his mom's a power lifter, he's like going to this arena. And I thought she was a wrestler because they had on like these, you know, <laughs> you know power lifters. They wear like those yeah, leotard things yeah. or those, those, I don't know. I can't remember. And you're like, Kyle's going to love this. It's a wrestling story. Yeah. And so all these people and his mom is jacked. And so all these people are walking around in like these slinglets. And I'm like, no way. She's a wrestler. I was like, Kyle's going to be stoked. <laughs> and then you turn the page and they're, they're uh, lifting weights. And uh, he's like, I'll not still everybody can say. Yeah, not everybody could say that their mom's a power lifter, but my mom is. And I was like, all right, maybe Kyle will still dig power lifting. He's not wrestling. <laughs> but That's um, cool. super cool story. I definitely check that one out, especially if you have Comixology. It's exclusive on there. You can download it and just rip right through it. Fun read. Um, check that one out. I'd recommend it for sure. That sounds rad, dude. But that's all I was able to get in, man. I, other, I had a busy weekend other than that. And I was out. I did all kinds of yard work. I was patching holes in the side of my house from birds. I had a woodpecker like peck a hole through my house. It was terrible. Like, who what does that? Pecker? I don't know. Some kind of a bird dude put a hole in my house like this big. And <sighs> it was way up under the eave of my second story. And it was dangerous up there trying to 
You, you should have seen me, dude. I'm sure my neighbors were busting up laughing at me, watching me out the windows all weekend trying to fix this hole. That's another. Yeah. We, we can get into that later, but it, it was just a long weekend. But uh, I know you got a lot of reading yeah. in since you were sick. Let, let me hear about it. Give me. Let's do a do a speed round. I can't do a speed round. This do a, it deserves do a, it deserves more than a speed round. All right. Do like a uh, in between speed round and regular all right, round. All right. Maybe maybe we'll be we could do a bo dub on one of these eventually to dive into them more because they deserve it. But uh, dude, I lost myself in some Daniel Warren Johnson over I the weekend. I seen that. I seen that. And uh, I mean, I read Murder Falcon, Beta Ray Bill, and both volumes of Extremity. And uh, I'm gonna say something a little wild. Is this gonna be you your re- new favorite team right here? I'm gonna say something a little wild. Is Lemire not, taking a taking no, a back seat? Lemire, Lemire can't take a back seat. But what's happening is that they're sharing a seat. Mm, all right. This is some. Of, <laughs> <laughs> they're in a little tiny. Uh, what's happening right car. now? They're in a, yeah. They're in a tiny little car, <laughs> and both of their seatbelts are on. And any minute, I'm going to blow the whistle. They're going to have to fight for who's going to be they're my gonna favorite. They're going to have to fight their way out. And once they get out, they're playing a round of bowling ball <laughs> soccer. <laughs> They're going to finish it up with a pillow fight slap fest. Oh, yeah. No, no slap fest. I can't do that. <laughs> but, bro, um, Murder Falcon was just, um, I, don't, I don't know. You, you know, most people probably wouldn't assume this about you and me having listened to us for a year and a half now and hearing that uh, amazing uh, EDM sort of style music for our intro and outro. Yeah, yeah. But, uh we're too old school, sort of. I, I don't know, I, like metalhead dudes. Like we grew we up used in the jam, hardcore, punk rock, metal. Man, yeah. we were at shows every week, every week, just moshing it up, getting beat up. <laughs> we were always getting beat up and tossed around. <laughs> and so I just had a real connection with this story, dude. Our main guy is just this, like. I mean, he can shred, dude. He's in this band. Um, What's his band name? Uh, their band's name, I think, is called Bruticus. B-R-O-O-T-I-C-U-S. I love and, it. And uh, anyway, he's just like, he's really talented on the guitar. And it's this really cool story about um, trying to save the world. But the way he's going to do it is so that there's a heaven is called the heavy. And there's all these like really gnarly, cool sort of, um, you know, Rock gods. super powered, yeah, super powered, and like they're they're monsters or animals is what I I mean to say instead. So he gets paired up with Murph or Murder Falcon, who's a falcon, and uh, how he powers up his his Murder Falcon is by just shredding. And so whenever they're going into battle, he's just got a shred. And that's how he's like powering up Murph to like fight. But what's cool is along the way, he's trying to put his band back together. Who's, who's kind of like, uh, they broke up and you find out why, which is just this emotional heavy thing, which Daniel Warren is he trying to save really the world? good at. Is that what he's trying to do? He's trying to save the world. Yeah. And, uh, so as their band gets kind of back together, you find out that like each of them gets a creature that they're paired with. And so then like every time they show up to a battle, their whole band's just shredding and rocking out and uh, trying to take out the the evil underworld who's trying to take it all down. But what's so funny, dude, is like, how wild does that sound right now? Like, you're just like, this is a wild, crazy yeah, story, yeah. right? Crazy like, premise, just fun. Yeah. But the, the gnarly thing is, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read it, but our main dude was diagnosed uh, with cancer. And so mm. that's why the band broke up. That's why he kind of ran away from his wife. And uh, through through all of this and like being brought back, uh, bringing his band back together, reconnecting with his wife and dealing with all that's this kind of like behind the scenes thing, which is just this like tug, dude. And uh, at the heart, you know? And uh, I don't know. I just think Daniel Warren Johnson can really kind of blend this like over the top action with these like heartfelt, really sort of raw, real emotional stories. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's how good stories are written. Like, even though the premise is super wild, there's still something there that yeah. people can relate to and connect to, you know? 
I'd love to do a BO dub on this one with you one day. Uh, so I'll leave it there. But it was, uh, I don't know if I liked it even more than do a power bomb just because the metal, like I love the, the connection like, to the music. Some, yeah, some of it's a little corny, but I loved it. Dude. Remember, like, yeah. I think I showed it to you one time and Murph, you know, he's in there fighting and he's like, what did he say? He's like, musical monster chop, <laughs> you know, but it's like video gamey, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool. I loved it, man. And uh, especially because of the music. And I tell you what, this week I've been cranking the metal in the car. So, Dude, you know what's so funny? I, I was in the car with just the kids and I don't, can't remember where we were driving. And um, it was uh, it was a day that I was rocking some like old school hardcore or something, right? And so I had Pandora or Spotify. I had something on and one of my kids was like, what is this? And I was like, this is what I used to jam to back in the day. And it was like, I think it was like Comeback Kid or something. I can't remember. Some old school, like hardcore band. And I was like, I don't think my kids don't know the term hardcore or anything like that. Right, so I was just yeah. like, yeah, this is some metal, you know? And I like threw up the uh-huh. horns and I was like rocking uh-huh. out, just messing around. And my son, my girls are like, no, turn this off. This is terrible, you know? But my really? son, he's in the back and he's throwing up the horns and he's like, yeah. <laughs> metal dad <laughs> and dude it was hilarious because now when he every time we ride in the car he's like dad put on some metal and we were in my wife's car or he rode with my wife and my wife's like no i don't have metal in my car and so every time he gets into my car he's like dad can you play metal because mom doesn't have metal in her car <laughs> so um i went down a little like, memory lane trip with the kids on on um music that we used to jam to. I even brought up some old videos that we were in of like, uh, you know, like face down fest or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And so it was pretty funny. That's hilarious, dude. All right. I'll have Fun to check times, that out. Man. And, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we're getting kind of close on time here, so maybe I'll save, uh, chatting about beta Ray and extremity for, for another show, but dude, yeah. uh, both were fantastic. Uh, beta Ray bill was probably, no, definitely the best Marvel thing I've read in the last year and a half. Mm. I know it's older, so right, right. I'm I'm late on it, but uh, it was so good, man. We should do a bo dub on this one too. <laughs> You're bringing in a bunch just, of bo dubs. It was really good, dude. It's just kind of this fun story about Beta Ray trying to, you know, his Stormbreaker that uh, was smashed by Thor. And so he's trying to find a new weapon for himself. And uh, it's a journey. It's a journey of self-discovery as he's, you know, finding the sword. And uh, and it's, it's, it's by the cool same man. two dudes, right? Yeah. Uh, DWJ and Mike Spicer. Crushing it. And then I got into their, their Extremity series, which... Uh, just a really cool story, dude. Like futuristic, post-apocalyptic of this girl whose family, uh, her clan, like her whole, you know, clan, I guess, was taken out by these dudes and her mom was killed in front of her and they took her hand because she's an amazing artist. And so they wanted to take away the thing that was like the made or her, just to mm-hmm. really, you know. And uh, it kind of picks up from there with her and her dad, like on a revenge mission, bro. Like they just want to take these this, these people out. But the funny thing is, is that her brother's like anti. Like he, 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 even though he's always like, he's supposed to take over for the dad when dad passes away. And so his dad's always trying to get him like, you know, to do the hard thing, like kill the enemy. And he's always like, I can't do it, man. I'm not going to do it. And so it's this cool kind of tug there. And uh, what's neat is that, um, her brother and some more people and friends that she meets along the way kind of helps her find her true self and her true path. And uh, it was really good, dude. Hmm. <laughs> really good. And the cool thing about this is that uh, DWJ stuff is n- normally like one volume. You know, it's kind of like, I'm surprised it's not Monk's favorite writer because everything he does is like four or five issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was cool for me because I got to to stick in a world that they created for two whole volumes and it told a really cool, compelling story. And, uh, I'd recommend any DWJ to anybody. <laughs> Just get in there, lose yourself in some Take wild, fun, stuff. heartfelt yeah. stories, man. That's and awesome. so I also bought his, uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth, which I'm going to dive into here in a couple of days. And then, dude, I bought, uh, Ghost Fleet. 
which was a Donnie Kate story, Donny but Kate D-Dub story, J yeah. did the art in it. Oh, really? I've always so, wanted to read that. That looked pretty cool, like a cool yes. story. So I'm just going in collector mode for D-Dub J and uh, having a really good fun time doing well, stuff. Good, dude. I'm glad you're finding a bunch of cool reads, man. I'm gonna, I'll have to check some of those out. But Murder Falcon might have been my my favorite just because it's it was just a lot of fun on top of the the you know heartfelt story just because i i love metal music too yeah nice dude not as much as i used to but uh yeah i'll still jam it every once in a while yeah well what a week dude and um uh, i'll just say this now have fun on uh your your rest of your spring break enjoy the time with the family and um yeah hopefully it goes well um, you too by the way buddy Thanks, man. What are you um, looking forward to uh, next week? My uh, my two favorite, uh, three favorites, something like that, is uh, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number three. And just a heads up, we are recording this fairly early, so expect release date changes Listen, even more change. than normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. We got Vanish coming back with Vanish 5. Is that the end and of the first arc? Do you know? Or? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it might be starting a new one because it's been so long. Yeah. Blue Book 2. Um, I don't know if I'm picking that up because yeah. I'm still scared of aliens. <laughs> a lot of people liked it, though, man. I heard it was good from a lot of peep. Secondhand Primate said over in Discord it was good. Plus, we're at Damn, Damn Them, them All, all number six. 6. Yeah. Immortal Sergeant 3. Right. One that I, w- I have been trying to get into, but I can't find it digitally anywhere, is uh, How I Became a Shoplifter. Mm-hmm. This looks like it yeah. could be a lot of fun. I've been seeing that. Uh, one of, yeah, yeah. So I've been keeping my eye out to, to hop on that story. But uh, 06 Protocol number three. We'll see, man. I, I, I don't think this is actually yeah. going to happen. Yeah, but, I don't know. And then I know we mentioned weird. it. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. But that Red 5 Fallen number one may be actually coming out this week. So keep your eye out yeah. for that. Looks like it got pushed back, maybe. Yeah. But did you read about that one? I did not. No, dude, it sounds so cool. Let me What's the uh, let me pull it up for you, bro. Check this: Casper Clay, an ancient warrior and immortal servant of Zeus, turned private detective, navigates the murky depths of a criminal underworld to solve the murder of a god at the hands of a mysterious killer. As he gets closer to unraveling the truth, he learns that there may be more at stake than solving a case. Hmm. I'm in. I like detective stuff. Sounds pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What else is going on? Oh, Stillwater 18. I'm still kind of behind on that one, but I love the story. Um, I think that's about it, my man. Yeah, man. I'm excited to uh, get into some more uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I'm just excited to go back through Fridays and try to find some clues up in there. Yeah, I'm excited to do that too. But um, yeah, going to be a good weekend, man. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah, just a reminder to check out coffeeandacomic.com for all new comic book days and anything else you're looking forward to. He's got a cool backlist. He's got a graphic novel and trade section. Check that out as well. And just remember to enter our coupon code at checkout, comic book layer in all caps, save yourself 15% off. And, uh, you know, win, win, win. Get yourself some coffee. Boom, boom, boom. As I like to say. Boom, boom, (laughs) boom. And uh, yeah, like you uh, mentioned last week, which I thought was a good reminder that I always forget to say, if you're in the Southern California area, make sure you check out a shop. It's rad. And Frank's a cool dude. And uh, you'll like it there. Yeah. Get on in there. Get on in there. Get on in there. Check out his Instagram, too. Check out his Instagram, too. He's always posting new comic book day previews. And, uh, yeah, that's what I don't know what else to say. Get on. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. And, um, yeah. What we got going on next week, though? Dude, big announcement. Yeah, next week's going to be a fun one. If all things go right and smooth, we're going to be hanging in the lair. Chatting books with our good buddy Ross, especially the end of uh, Eight Billion Genies. We're all been reading that one, looking forward to that. And so we should have some good discussion. And um, it'll be great to hang out with Ross again. It's been a while. Yeah, man. It's been a while. I'm excited. Anyway, bro, 
how can people follow us and keep up with everything we got going on? Hey, well, we appreciate everybody out there. Definitely uh, subscribe to our show. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. It would help us out. And um, we'd be super stoked. Also, check us out over on Instagram, The Comic Book Layer. And um, see all these cool pickups Kyle's finding because he's got a lot of them going down. <laughs> and um, yeah, that way you can keep up with that. And then head over to our Discord. Um let us know what you're reading, what you're watching. Let us know what you thought about Friday, if you're keeping up with that. And we'd love to hear you on that. And um, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds! Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.